Dark save for light being cast from the big TV screen and the imminent sunrise that's teasing the one starry sky with whispers of morning. Hey, George. Hey, Lions. How's it going? Oh, you know, I'm just hopping along. I'm just, just, just hopping, hopping along through life. Really? <laughs> yep. Yeah, I, I, I was. I'm hopping from one thing to another, and then I hopped onto this game, and then. Hopped off, <laughs> promptly hopped back off of this game. <laughs> I mean, like, not like, like I know we're bad about burying the lead, but 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 we're going to get probably about thirty seconds to two minutes into this before people realize that I did not care for this game. I will still give it an honest. I will still do a completely honest and objective review of this terrible fucking game. It's good. We're off to a good start then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we played jumping flash what uh which is um oh by the way uh that's jumping flash exclamation point that is an official part of the title yeah (laughs) (laughs) so uh there's a couple important things uh you appreciate um because you know i i try to i try to keep my my research limited to just what's experienced through the game um, mm-hmm. every once in a while I'll like pop open a, a, a what do you call it? A little instruction manual or look at the box art or something. Right. Um, I recently blew Aaron's mind when I told her that Kirby was originally gray. She just was not. Really? Yes. Huh? Yeah. And she, you're welcome. For, yeah. You just got like splash damage, mind blown. Oh no, 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 no. I knew that. I'm flabbergasted that she didn't oh no she did not she's a yeah no, what, what, what floors me is, is is not that knowledge but her ignorance <laughs> <laughs> well played so so <laughs> sorry aaron so uh this game came out in 1995 it was not a launch title for the ps1 but it was like really close and i was so sure that it was a launch title because it has all of these weird early playstation weirdnesses that we're going to get into yeah it definitely feels like an early playstation game like it it it, there's nothing about this game that doesn't feel like an early playstation game yeah so here's the thing uh and this is in the wikipedia article so i that falls under the umbrella of acceptable research because i usually don't even read the wikipedia article but Mm -hmm. i was looking for something in this one and uh yeah this game was originally a tech demo that they just decided to turn into a full game. Interesting. And that that also sounds and feels right, you know? <laughs> yeah, it really does. <laughs> because there are so many things that in a more formal design process, they might not have been like, yeah, it's fine. Let's ship this. Right? I mean, I think, yeah. Yeah, this this game definitely has a little bit of that feel of like, you know... Somebody did something, you know, just kind of for themselves, and and then somebody else said, you know, you can make money off of this, right? And they're like, well, if I make a few bucks, then that's cool, you know, couldn't hurt anything. And then it becomes like this huge thing. You're like, oh, uh, yes, that these were all design choices. Yes, this was always the plan. So uh, I, I will I will share with you my nostalgia goggles because I've actually been wanting to play this for a while, right? So I, I've been occasionally, you know, we're like, oh, what game should we play next? And I've been like, we we could play Jumping Flash. 
it's weird. It's an awesome, weird early PlayStation game. Did I mention it's weird? Let's play Jumping Flash. And I finally wore you down, so thanks for that. Yeah. And I was looking... Name uh, of your sex tape. <laughs> I was looking you know, through my PlayStation games, and I was like, I want to play Jumping Flash because it's such a distilled essence of what early playstation games were like you know as as you've already said it is to early playstation games as earthworm jim is to 90s sculpture yes yes it is it's just it's so it's so playstation japanese oh crap we have a video game console and no original ip we need to put something on our video game console let's put a rocket powered rabbit robot yes so i i played this game a ton at brian's house i think he owned this but we passed this game back and forth so much i'm honestly not positive if it was my game or his game but like it because it's short right you can murder this game in an hour no question and i looked up some speed run times and they're barely over 10 minutes so like it's just i mean if you know where to go it's not hard it's a super short game and it's just like it's weird and kind of stupid but i was uh looking at the box art and I had this exchange with Susan that I thought I would share with you is I realized she was because I was looking at it and I realized she was like looking at it over my shoulder and I was like, come on, who wouldn't love that face? Look at him. And she <laughs> said, is that is that yellow thing in the middle of his cone supposed to be his nose? And I was like, yes, it's a little gold R because his name is Robert. And she just like radio silence. And I was like, <laughs> because he's a robot rabbit. Ah, ah. And then she just kind of walked away. <laughs> yeah. I think I, I I think that Sue had an appropriate response because if this was a video show, the, 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 the audience would have seen me get up. And like leave <laughs> but but that was that was a microcosm for me of what talking to you about this game was going to be like. Because I was like, yeah. she has no nostalgia experience for this game, and I have only nostalgia for this game. Well, and now maybe a good time to, you know, kind of say, so so that's your nostalgia experience. Here's my nostalgia experience for this, which is so in in Dungeons and Dragons, in Dungeons and Dragons, right? <laughs> um, I, there's, I'm there's looking point- forward to how you're going to tie this together. There, there, there's okay in three point five. You know the one true edition, right? Um, there's a plane called the Gray Waste of Hades, right? And so basically, one of the 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 planar traits that it has is that um, you have to kind of make will saves as you're on the plane because it's not that it's actively hurting you; it 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 is to a degree. But the problem is that it's just sapping your will to do anything, you know. <laughs> All right. like, I think I might see where this mystery novel's going. <laughs> yeah, I knew right when I said that you'd, you'd be kind of like, no, no, there's there's time. So, so you know, like, so it's basically the more time you spend on the plane, the harder it is to just kind of like find the will to even leave or do anything. And and that's kind of my experience with the game because I picked it up. I was like, okay, I'm going to play this. And then I got I got really angry at first with like a number of different things, you know, so at, what point, at which point I texted you and it said like, look, man, I've been trying to give this game a fair shake, but, and like listed off some of the things that we will, we will talk about. And, and then like, I just kept playing it and I was like, Oh no, I, I got the hang of it. And, you know, I started to like to keep going. And I was like, I just, I just cannot find a part of me that, that, that wants to play this game. Like what's, what's the point of any of it? And, and I, <laughs> 
what's i mean i literally was sitting there like what's the point of this game what's the point of life what's the point of like you know just why why what 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 are we all but momentary drops in entropy you know like (laughs) (laughs) but and 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 i and i realized and we can probably get into this a little bit later but that that there was there were a number of different things that were happening in the game to where like because it's very similar to you know mario it's 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 a platformer you know um yeah i mean I would say the similarities stop at it's a platformer. <laughs> right. But I was, I was trying to kind of compare it to Mario because it's got similar, you know, like overarching, it's like jump, jump from place to place. Use, use jumping to achieve your goal. Right. Yes. I mean, it, it is literally a platformer, but that is, yeah, go on. <laughs> it, but I agree with you in the sense that that is where the similarities end because I was trying to like, look at it through a harsh lens on myself saying, you know, well, I enjoyed Mario 64 you know, and this is also a three-dimensional platformer. Why am I hating this so much? And I came up with a list, which we can go over, because I segregated it into visuals, audio, and gameplay. Oh, good. Um, yeah. I mean, that's a segue if I ever heard one. So what did you hate about the visuals? So let's just start with with the two two things you should never say in the same breath, which is first-person platformer. Y- yeah, I mean... <laughs> i've got so i'm i'm not going to intentionally try to uh argue with you about any of your points no no play the devil's advocate that's fine you know i'm i'm saying if i genuinely disagree with you i will but you have come out of the gate with a point that cannot possibly be argued with because (laughs) i know of only two first person platformers and and i mean that literally i know of only i'm sure there are lots of them but i know of only two first person platformers one of them is Jumping Flash, and the other one is Mirror's Edge, which was hailed for its innovation, right? Yes. And there's like two decades between those two games. Right. Where they were like, basically with that one, they were they said, finally, a game, a game that gets this right. Yeah. You so, know? yeah. I mean, platforming is a precision instrument. It's not mm-hmm. something where you can just be wildly looking around and just hope you land in the right place. Correct. And and especially, well, if, if only one could wildly look around in this game, but we'll get to that in a second. Well, so this is actually my mild counterpoint. And th- this is arguably a mechanical decision, but I think it's really relevant to the visuals as a first person platformer, which is when you jump over a certain amount, which is pretty low, mm-hmm. um, the camera forces you to look down where you're yeah. going to land. You cannot look away. So Correct. they did at least consider, man, this would really suck if you weren't looking at the ground. Yeah, and that that is the one way that they did attempt to clutch it. And I did I did have a note that like that's that's a plus, you know, is that when you especially if you do your 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 second jump, which they don't really tell you about but th- we'll get to that later <laughs> um, but uh but when you when you jump like you said when you jump high enough it does point you to the ground and say like okay where where are you looking where are you going to land and they do have a shadow which will show you like this is this is where you're going and that's super nice all that all that's a plus that makes i i would say that that makes the game playable in any capacity agreed you know because if the, if that wasn't there i'd be like this game is simply unplayable you know <laughs> but but like a number of things that is again, like you said, like platforming is a precision. The whole point is precision is precision, you know? And so I remember in the very first level, there's a little tower 
it has a platform that kind of comes out of it. So I walked up to it and none of this was game breaking. It was just frustrating and immersion breaking. So I walked up to it. I'm like, I want to jump onto like the little overhang, go through the tower and then jump off the, the back end of the tower. That's all I wanted to do. It should be simple to execute, right? What happened was I walked underneath it, jumped once, hit my head on the platform, backed out a little bit, jumped again, was still underneath the platform. So backed out a little bit more, jumped again, jumped completely over the platform, (laughs) turned around, jumped, got onto the platform, started to walk through, clipping on something. Then I looked down and there's a little lip on the walkway, Mm. which you don't just walk onto. It it hard stops you. So I jumped onto that and then had to wait until I glided back down to kind of like thread the needle in the little archway and then stepped one step too far and fell off the back. And that's when you got your first rage text. <laughs> because I was like, but just why? Like, why any of this? And and again, you know, it is just a limitation of, and now to juxtapose it with like Super Mario 64, where it is generally third person, you can't put it into a first person view. But it's, I, I just did not realize, I'm like, oh yeah, that's, that's 100% necessary. And actually in Borderlands 2, in one of the DLCs, they actually have a platforming portion. And yeah, and like literally you jump onto the platforms and if you die twice, it straight up tells you, I, I think the mission straight up tells you like, yeah, first person platforming is stupid. And then like it just creates the pathway. Like you can just straight up not do it at all <laughs> and you get the same reward because they're like, yeah, no, nobody likes first person platforming. So, huh. so unfortunately that was not so w- widely known a lesson in the birth of the 3d era. Well, and you, you mentioned, and there's no way to talk about how this game looks without kind of dabbling in the mechanics because all of the visual setup is centered around that first person platforming mechanic. But uh, you mentioned like, oh, I was trying to, you know, like casually walk through this little space and mm-hmm. something they don't really tell you about this game because they don't communicate any useful information to you about the game is you should almost never be walking anywhere if there is sky over you. Like, because some of the levels you are in like little tunnels or you're underwater or whatever, but if there's enough room to jump, you should almost always be jumping. Like, like A, B, J, always be jumping. <laughs> because that's how all of the levels are designed. They're designed to be seen looking straight down from the pinnacle of your double jump. And so you can maneuver fairly well that way, even though... Well, I'll get to the draw distance in a second, but <laughs> if, if you are like, oh, I'm going to walk over here and then do a small jump, like a little hop onto this thing and then walk over there. That's like, it just feels like they, they had to build ground so that a younger or less games literate player wouldn't be falling to their death constantly, but they kind of want you to play the floor as lava. They really... Mm-hmm all of the objectives are places you have to jump to and the ground or the long stretches of flat part that you can technically walk on. Like there's no reason to do that. And sometimes they actively dissuade you from it. So when you get into a situation where you're like, Oh, walking through here is a chore. It's like, yes. And, (laughs) and they probably should have done something to communicate to you that you should never solve your problems by walking. Right. It's like every time I see a bird, like, hop more than a couple steps when they hop like that 10th or 12th step i'm just like fly you idiot you can fly you're a bird <laughs> fly he fools <laughs> um 
Yeah, and and so that actually does uh, lead nicely into another um, point complaint. Yeah, um, that point, I had point complaint. Point complaint. Point. I don't know. Anyways, whatever. Um, but uh, is is that and and so your your thing solves this, which is and I did not know that, which is you should always be jumping because then you can actually survey the scene pretty well because of the tank controls, right? And the fact that you know up is move forward up isn't there's no way to actually look around you you know so there is but not while moving if you are stationary and you hold i think r2 you can use the d-pad to look around without physically moving through space so this is uh again not a video podcast but when you were saying like oh in super mario 64 you can technically go into first person but guess what when you're in first person you can't move like Mm -hmm. and and this game has a similar solution except there's no way to get out of first person and they're they don't tell you that no they don't mean we can get we can definitely get into later Yeah, they they don't tell you anything, you know. And I've got a, a you know, I think we can get into that in the mechanics on like how the mechanics are conveyed. Yeah, they're you know? not. Um, no, but and, I, and there's <laughs> there's no tutorial, not even like a level tutorial, like you know, Super Mario is very very good at. You know, it's, no, you're, it's very you're much thrown a, directly into the fray. Yes, yeah. but uh, but yeah, so that was one of the issues that I was having, which was to the best of my knowledge, there was no way to survey or look around so i'm sitting here trying to think i mean i'm in the middle of this hostile world that's just filled with frogs that are trying to kill me yes and (laughs) missiles um missiles that come out of pigs you know like they do um (laughs) i feel like i feel like pig could be like an acronym there like icbm you know oh um yes not though it's actual pigs yeah, no, it's it, it's it's not, and 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 ICBM is actually both the name of the missile and what happens when you see one. Um, <laughs> so, uh, there's no way you made that up. Uh, maybe I'm sure I probably got it from somewhere. And it's just rattling around back here, but anyways, um, <laughs> that, is, that is too creative for me. But uh, but no, it's like I'd be sitting there. I was like looking around. I so jet pods is what you're there to get yeah right so i was like look like carrots because you're a robot oh yeah you might want to tell the audience that the robot robot right because you're a (laughs) you're a robot rabbit robot so you're a robot named robot right and so if if any of our listeners are still here from not having killed themselves for how stupid (laughs) that is (laughs) um they can continue listening to the podcast uh but no yeah so so yeah, so first of all, the fact that you're supposed to be collecting jet pods is, like, poorly conveyed. I just kind of got there because it's the only thing on the map. So I was like, maybe I'm supposed to be collecting this. There, I don't know. There is, to be fair, there is a little opening cinematic that I know you hard X'd over because you skip <laughs> everything. Yep. Yep. Anyways, but yeah, so, so I got, I got you know, like, the first jet pod, right? And so then I'm like, okay, well, where's the next jet pod? So I'm, I'm kind of, like, looking around and... I just I needed to like look up and down and 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 I just couldn't do that and so I'm like I'm trying my best to like kind of visually conceptualize the space that I'm in and because I didn't know that there was a way to actually do that that you know because of the tank controls I was always moving around I was getting frustrated because I was like I don't where where do I go what do I do you know yeah I well okay so here's here's my half pushback half absolutely agreeing with you uh which is 
if you always be jumping, uh, then you would see the little, uh, what would you call it? Like indicator, I guess, Mm -hmm. you know, and it says like jet pod and it's the only indicator that's yellow because the exit indicator is blue. So it's that they do a good job of making it unique, right? So, So the very first time you see that little indicator, you're like, oh, what's that? And then you go and get it and it says, you know, like three jet pods remaining or two jet pods mm-hmm. remaining or whatever. So it's they do more or less communicate to you like, hey, you know, we, we'd, we'd like it if you pick these things up. Here's the problem. The draw distance on the original PlayStation, <laughs> especially this early in the PlayStation's history, was like, I don't know, a couple feet. Like, it's not far. So about, about the distance of the fog on Silent Hill, if I had to guess. Yeah, not not good at all, right? And so when you need to go find something that is far away, they don't render the uh, the indicator until you're close-ish. And yeah. if, if I had to guess, I would say they could have rendered the indicator further out than they did because it's not graphically intensive to just have a friggin' yellow circle that's like go in this direction but they want you to explore because it's a platformer so they want you and the levels are all sandboxes essentially they're like you immediately have access to the entirety of the level because it is one giant three-dimensional space right whereas like in crash bandicoot or super mario 64 you have to perform tasks and go on a somewhat linear path to get from point A to point B less so in Super Mario 64 very much so in Crash Bandicoot but in this like you just instantly have access to the entire map especially with your ludicrous jump right so it's not clear like where you should be going so they kind of just want you to randomly move about and if you don't know that you should always be jumping you might walk directly underneath one of the indicators and never see it because it just never came into your field of view. If you're jumping around like an asshole, then it absolutely will eventually come into your field of view because you'll be up over it. And as you're coming down, you will see it show up on your HUD. So I I really feel like the, the visuals are severely hampered by the draw distance. And sometimes you're just falling and you don't know if there's going to be anything solid for you to land on. And then if you combine that with the fact that you don't, you're not jumping around like a moron constantly and you don't realize that you can like kind of stop what you're doing, like arrest your forward momentum and look around it. It doesn't feel like a joyous exploration experience. It feels like you just, you're like, well, I don't, I don't know where to go. So I'm just going to wander aimlessly and wandering aimlessly is not the same as exploring. And wandering aimlessly is not the same as exploring and, and not as much fun when there is a time limit, but that, you know, we can get into in mechanics. Um, but so one of the other things that, um, and this is, this is something that I don't think was mastered at this time in history. So, uh, I, I'm not <clears throat> chiding the game for doing this. Um, I am saying that it doesn't hold up and the game sucks for doing this, which <laughs> is no, um, which is the fact that when you take damage, there is nothing that tells you where that damage is coming from. Which again, in a first oh yeah, no like little flash indicator or an arrow or anything. Yeah, no, there's flash not indicator, a, none of that arrow or like a side of the screen is red. You yeah. know, like which is what you see a lot of times is like when you're taking damage, like like for whatever reason your right eye is bloodshot. You know, so you know like oh well, it's coming from this direction. Which nothing nothing brought that home to me more than when I got onto that first hill after getting that first jet pod, and I was like, 
just trying to survey this the scenery and this pig was shooting missiles at me which to be fair i i, I feel confident in saying that i wasn't expecting the pig to be shooting <laughs> missiles yeah <laughs> you know and and from the angle that he's at right like especially if you're if you are jumping right if you like are jumping once and twice once or twice the missiles can be angled kind of at a down trajectory mm-hmm. right so unless you're looking right at it you you're hearing the sound effect of like this kind of like missile kind of and and then all of a sudden like you just like i just took damage and i was like whoa what what's happening and i took more damage i was like i don't know what's going on i took more damage and i just moved you know because i was like i wh- wherever i am i don't know what's happening but I can't be here anymore. It took me a couple of passes to figure out, oh, that thing's shooting missiles at me, you know? But again, and that, you know, that, the visual... that's not a good feedback experience because you were like, no. well, standing here kills me. Moving seems to slow or arrest the killing me, but I don't know why. Was the floor yeah. poisoned? Was the pig shooting me? Was spikes falling on me? Like, especially with a, a first person camera, it's like, I don't, I don't know why changing what I was doing stopped what was happening. Right, exactly. Like, you know, it's 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 very, very similar to just all of a sudden somebody taking a giant sheet, throwing it over you, and then just like hitting you with a baseball bat. And you're like, I, I, I don't know why this is happening, but I just, I, I feel like the only option I have is to move. And so I did, and I was like, well, that stopped it. Now let's investigate further. But it was very much as opposed to in a in a video game when you take damage, you should be able to immediately know what's giving you the damage and assess and then retaliate in whatever way possible. Um, it was very much so a scientific endeavor of like, <laughs> you know, okay, well I'm taking damage here. I'm not taking damage over here. Okay, let's let's form the hypothesis. Let's look at it. All right, let's let's set up controls. You know, let's let's. Let's walk halfway back to where I was taking damage. Now I'm still not taking damage. Okay. Well, you know, like, and so I spent more time than I'd like to admit trying to figure out that this, no, I, I take that back. I spent an appropriate amount of time trying to figure out that the pig was shooting missiles at me. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, I felt that, that not knowing where damage was coming from could be problematic, especially because there's a lot of, a lot of enemies that can just straight up sneak up from behind you. So then all of a sudden you just are taking damage and you, you pretty much when you take damage, unless you happen to be facing the thing that's dealing damage to you, you're likely to get hit twice because you get hit once and then you have to do a 360 to figure out where the damage is coming from and come up with a countermeasure. Yeah, and and see, again, they really should convey to you somewhere in the game that you should ABJ because ABJ, if, man. if I take damage, the first thing I do, jump up in the air because most of the enemies are either ground-based or or they travel on a mostly horizontal plane. So there are flying enemies, but they don't they don't fly in true free 3D the way you might attack someone if you could fly, right? They, they move in kind of a predictable AI enemy sort of way. So when you get hit, if you just immediately jump into the air twice, then it forces the camera down and then you have now the ability to survey what would have been behind you and to the side of you and to the other side of you, right? And in your flank, like you're immediately given an eagle eye view of the situation and you're probably out of harm's way for a you know few seconds while you're assessing it. But Again, like, I don't remember coming to that conclusion as a child. I just know that when I was playing this game, I was just like, ABJ, ABJ, right? Because every problem is essentially solved by jumping. Yes. 
Yeah. And then uh, the the one final note that I have for uh, for Vich- I got a couple of other things, but the one thing I want to make sure that we touch on is that um, it's 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 lo- it's it's low low poly. You know, I mean, yeah. It's so. Here I will full on disagree with you, not because I think these graphics have held up well because they're ugly as hell, but I think that someone when they were designing this sat down and said, you know, if we just make everything out of metal and we make everything have hard corners and we make it look like a silly cartoon, then in 30 years when people look back at this and they realize everything is made out of four triangles it'll be okay, right? Because it still doesn't look good, but it never looked good because there are places where they could have made higher polygon models and they chose not to. Like the the little pig missile launcher things just literally have triangles for feet. Not like, Mm -hmm. oh, that's the best we could do. Like they chose to give them single triangles, one on each side for a left foot and a right foot. And it's just... It, to me, it makes it feel like they were trying really hard to lean cartoon and not so much, oh my God, it's 3D. Look at what we can do with polygons. And so that helps. So interestingly, um, yeah, no, I, I agree with all that. Um, the the So what I was going to say is that, yeah, it's 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 low poly, fine, whatever. Every Everything from this, this era is. And I do feel that <laughs> that in and of itself was not a problem. The thing that I... I I thought clashed was the fact that everything has a texture to it. And I felt that they could have used more like just not like flat colors, but like less texturing. So that way it would make, make it look more like a cartoon, you know, Mm -hmm. but like the textured ground, the textured grass, the textured, especially in like the first, you know, like couple levels, you know, like the ground has texture, but you know, the buildings have texture. It's all textured. So it doesn't look like a cartoon and it makes it look kind of like, gritty that plus the low poly sometimes can make it difficult to kind of like visually suss everything out because it all kind of blends together because especially because they did go for a very unique visual style with the polygons they were using it's not you can't like look at it and say that's uh uh, that's a pig because it doesn't necessarily look exactly like a pig you know yeah then when you put that against a, a a highly texturized background sometimes it would be difficult to kind of pull it out so I do agree that I really enjoyed the character models and, and overall the the visual aesthetic I thought was really good as far as, you know, it being this zany kind of thing. But considering that they were going for this bizarre zany Robert situation and then didn't do a bunch of like really like kind of high vibrant colors, that's where I kind of felt that there was a little bit of a disconnect between, you know, the the shading and the, the texturing and and the overall aesthetic. Yeah. And this feels like a game that probably would benefit from like a, an HD re-release. Like if they changed Mm -hmm. very little about the game itself and literally just had a designer spend a weekend making all the textures, super high res and making the draw distance like infinity, you know, because modern hardware could do it. Cause I mean, there, there are plenty of things broken about the game, several of which we've already enumerated and there's more to come, but uh, but I think you're not wrong that the grainy textures suck a little bit of the like, oh, it's silly and cartoony. Why does everything look grainy? Because right. because everything yeah. has a texture. All the stone has texture. All the dirt has texture. All the grass has texture. All the buildings have texture. Just like everything has this kind of grainy pixel. Um, oh, God, what do you call it? It's like it's a pixel 
texture mapped onto like a 3D solid. And so everything <laughs> just kind of looks dirty, which is the colors are still relatively bright and solid, but like filthy, right. <laughs> which, yeah, it does muddy up what you're looking at a little bit. I think, and I, I can't verify this in real time, but I feel like things have texture, but creatures typically don't. I uh, that that is what I am. I, I would agree with that. Yeah, so that creates a little bit of contrast, but because there's so much visual noise, it's probably not enough, or not as much as it maybe should be. And I think that too, this for me, yeah, it made things a little bit more difficult to see. But for me, the big thing is just that uh, that it it, it it clashed with the aesthetic of like, this is zany insanity for the sake of zany insanity, you know? So, I mean, it's just kind of like if, you know, you took Borderlands and you gave it the Call of Duty aesthetic, right? You know, it'd be like, why, why are people making so much light of this? This is serious, you know? So because of that, you know, I think that it, it just, it telegraphed to me kind of, the wrong idea of what the game was supposed to be a little bit, you know? Yeah. And, and that does feel like giving into the more powerful hardware, right? Is they were just Mm -hmm. like, we can map textures onto 3d solids and no one said, yeah, but don't just make everything solid, flat colors and it'll look like a cartoon. They were so worried about whether or not they could, they didn't stop to think if they should. Yeah. Um, the, the one other thing I will say about the visuals that really just, irritated me is uh this is i think a close cousin to the hitbox but because it's first person i have no idea if the hitbox is good or not maybe it's awesome (laughs) (laughs) i have no no freaking clue if the hitbox is fair or not what i can tell you is that because you should always be jumping uh, mm-hmm. It's very tempting to land on enemies because when you bounce off an enemy, you get two more jumps. So if you're like a super, you know, elite player, you can actually just like parade through the stage and hardly ever touch ground because you're just bouncing off enemies and getting your double jump back. Uh, it is not immediately obvious to me which enemies you can jump on and which enemies you can't because some of them hurt you when you jump on them, even though you still get your double jump back. Like it doesn't behave differently but you do take damage and some of them you can actually murder by repeatedly jumping on them so you've got your little pew pew cannon but you can also jump on a lot of enemies to death pew 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 pew. um it's actually it's more like a poop it's well which which is it well, it's, I, that's why I said it's more so, like a. Yeah, boop, 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 boop. I just want to make sure that we we we, we really need to run this to ground. But yeah, so and and maybe there's some obvious cue that I'm just a moron and I missed. But I would be like, you know, always be jumping through a level, and I would land on an enemy that hurt me, and I was just like, I. How was I supposed to know that? Like, should I have just memorized that? Like, are are there right. spines? Is it because he's a certain color? Like, and I find that kind of thing frustrating when i'm like well this is a really useful way to move through space like bouncing off enemies but sometimes Sometimes it's not sometimes it's not and it's not obvious why which is like a skinner box situation where now i'm like i'm afraid because what if the floor is electrified right now i can't tell until i put my paw on it so maybe i just won't put my paw on the floor at all right so that Mm -hmm. that was to me, this feels like a really close cousin of the the hitbox is 
I'm I'm supposed to be platforming through the world, and sometimes I get hurt, and it's I'm not totally sure why, and I'm annoyed. Right, but uh, all that being said, I think that the uh, sound that your gun makes, either whether it's pew 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 or poop poop poop, I think is a good a segue as any into audio. So, what what were your thoughts on the uh, the audio? Um, so I like this music. Uh, it's really silly, kind of fun, cartoony. Like, um, there, there's an item you can get in the game that is the obvious, you know, descendant of the superstar, which literally makes everything on the screen flash insanity rainbow colors. It makes it impossible <laughs> to tell what is going on. Um, which part of me is just like, yeah, why not? Like it was already hard to tell what you were doing. Let's just full on make it impossible. Just drop acid and try again. Yeah. Go, go crazy. Jumping flash. You do you. Um, but <laughs> when that's happening, when you're in that, the music is so like pump up, like I'm untouchable. Everything is just great. And it's not, I'm untouchable. I'm going to destroy all my enemies. It's, I have no enemies. I'm a Robert. <laughs> everyone loves me and I love everyone, right? It's just total, you know, uh, reefer madness version of an acid trip. And, and all of the level music is like that. It's just kind of fun and like funky. Even the boss music is really not all that like threatening or scary. The, the whole thing feels childish in a way I probably and mostly appreciating because of my nostalgia goggles but definitely appreciate it's just like hey this is silly and like even when i die the stakes really aren't that high so whatever yeah no i, I would agree with that i think that a, a lot of the sound kind of comes through in that regard like uh kind of all of the the zany stuff that he when he's talking he's just kind of like you know, like hey i'm whatever stuff he says i can't remember what he says but it's it's very he he when he speaks the robot when he speaks is very lighthearted and kind of jovial um you know your your number of booster packs that you have is on a spring at the top of your hud and when you jump it makes kind of like a boing like kind of like yeah it's like yeah uh, it's it's almost like um like a fuzzy dice sort of thing yeah yeah and so it makes like a fun little noise um when you blow up enemies they explode into coins which you know make a very satisfying coin noise so i mean honestly i don't don't have a whole lot of notes for for audio but i don't there was nothing in there that audio wise that i found unacceptable and also nothing that really stood out as you know like this is a thing this was a choice that they did that was like really really good as far as uh audio for gameplay sake but uh but yeah, you know, I thought that I did think that it that in this sense the audio did serve the aesthetic of z- zany robot rabbit game well, which which has a well known sound, you know. Oh yeah, I mean, like if you're, if you're plugged, it's, a, it's an established genre. Yeah, I mean, if you're plugged into the zeitgeist at all, you know exactly what this song sounds like. Well, so and th- this there's there's some sound effect things I wanted to make specific note of because. Uh, I think your comment that there's like nowhere where it's obviously super helpful for the gameplay. I think this game could be played either on mute or with the sound way low and it wouldn't really impact much. There's a couple enemies that make a noise when they're close to you. And if you heard that noise, but they're not in your field division, you might always be jumping to get away from them. But 
generally speaking, I think you could probably play the game with no sound effects and be very successful, right? Um, mm -hmm. That being said, they made a couple decisions that I just found delightful. Um, I think they were decisions intentionally made for that feeling because the poop, 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 like shooting sound effect, that's not how I imagine a gun sounding. And it's not how I imagine lasers sounding. So why did they go with that noise? Why the hell not? It's a delightful noise for a gun to make. It almost sounds like a sci-fi version of like a children's pop gun. Like, mm -hmm. you know, like the ones you used to like put a cork in. Mm -hmm. That kind yeah. of, like if you could do that like repeatedly, it it's almost that kind of like silly, like, oh yeah, it's a gun, but it's like a fun, silly gun. Like nobody's really dying. They're just exploding into coins. Like in Scott Pilgrim, everything's fine here. And so I appreciate that. I also appreciate that the jumping noise sounds like, I don't even know what it's like a, I, I couldn't even begin to imitate it. It's like a sci-fi jetpack noise kind of thing. It, it doesn't have like a rising sound effect so much. Like when Mario jumps, that's not what jumping sounds like, but it's like an upward noise. It's, you know, brrr. so it's like, it, it has this uplifting feeling and it's an uplifting visual. So they kind of go together. The jumping flash jumping noise is just a fun, weird sci-fi noise. Like it's just a, it's just a pointless sci-fi noise for pointless sci-fi noise sake. And, and there's a lot of little choices like that. Like when you bounce off something, it makes like a very, very wily coyote roadrunner. Like, burn. like there's just a lot of silly, ridiculous sound effects that, as you said, like really support the overall, this is a cartoon kind of, this is for children kind of feeling, um, with one amazing exception. Um, oh, before I get to that, uh, all the special weapons are also, we didn't mention this in visuals, but all the special weapons are like fireworks. So there's like mm -hmm. a cherry bomb and there's Roman candles and there's little spiral things that like shoot off sparklers and they all make like similar sounds to what you would expect. Like they actually sound semi-realistic, like, Oh, it's fireworks or, Oh, it's a little sparkler thing going off. And so like, they're all like delightful because fireworks make like fun, silly noises when they're not, not the explodey part, but like the whoosh part. Right. So all of that is like super in favor of the, uh, candy coated kid aesthetic. Um, in, I think level three, the water level, cause there's gotta be a water level. Um, and I'm, positive you didn't get this far yes correct yes yes yeah because you you would have rage quit way sooner than this uh, <laughs> so there's a little elevator uh that you like you go in this little elevator and it's a closed room like it's a, like a proper elevator and then the door opens and you're somewhere else and you go out of the elevator um i i would i would pretty safely slap bet that the door the elevator door the sound the elevator door makes is the sound that doors make in like Wolfenstein and doom. Like nice. it's toned down a little. It's not quite as guttural and like soul shaking as the sound effect is in doom. But if it's not a direct theft of that sound that they then made some changes to like in post-production, it is obviously trying to be that sound because this is the only place in the game that has doors and there's only like three doors. And unless you lose your direction, you would only hear the sound like a handful of times. 
it really feels like they did it on purpose and it's so <laughs> so out of place and it's just so awkward that like they like they want you to notice they're like yeah yeah we stole this sound what are you gonna do about what? it we've do got something. the robot <laughs> interesting yeah no that does seem uh seem like a an interesting choice but uh but yeah overall i felt that the um the sounds were uh were very enjoyable i didn't again the visuals were were very untenable so like i was trying <laughs> to think ineffable. that <laughs> um so i was i was thinking that you know like a lot of times you know i'm trying to think like did did the sound feed me any information um and i don't think that it did but i also don't think they ever fed me any misinformation either you know so you don't the only the closest thing i can think of it feeding you information is you always know when you hit something right because mm-hmm. there's there's a visual indicator but there's also an auditory indicator um and you always know when you picked something up right so if you touch an item if you touch uh, one of the jet pods um if you pop something like if an enemy pops or there's bonus levels with balloons that pop like all of those sound effects are unique for one to their you know various features and functions but they're also they only show up when they're giving you that feedback. So like you never hear the pop noise for no reason. You never hear Mm -hmm. the, I picked up an item noise for no reason. So if you were like trying to dodge enemy fire, you know, missile fired from a pig's face or whatever, and you landed on an item and you didn't realize it, you would hear the, I got an item noise. And he usually says something like, all right. Right. So there, you don't need that information to survive, but it, it is, at least minimally helpful yeah no i i agree with that but um but yeah do you have anything else for audio uh i I will just say that more than the visuals the visuals are cute and i i appreciate what they were going for but you know like we've said a million times and we will say a million times more low poly just doesn't age well um but Mm -hmm. because playstation games were on cds they have cd quality audio which is pretty good right like most human ears are not sorry audiophiles you're not as finely tuned as you think you are (laughs) right so early playstation games basically have high enough quality audio that it it didn't age poorly and so all of the cutesy sound effects all of the fun like funky jazzy music and stuff like i felt like that that honestly held up exactly as well in reality as it did my memory which is you know, from this era, that's not a safe bet. So it, it was nice that like when I heard, you know, like the crazy I'm on having my acid trip, you know, super music. I don't even know what that item's called. So we're going to call it acid. So when you're <laughs> when you're on the acid <laughs> and everything's freaking out visually and you've got like the fun music, I was like, yeah, this is exactly how I remember this music. It's just like fun and empowering and like I just don't have a care in the world. So that's. I'd say the audio, uh, if we're scoring things, held up way better than the visuals. But now, now we can finally go to the thing we've already been talking about for 40 minutes, which is the horrible first-person mechanics. Yes. So, actually, just to kind of to kind of ease us in, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna complain about something that isn't the first-person mechanic. Um, <laughs> so we're unburying the lead or reburying it? Oh Un- no, I'm, I'm gonna talk about something terrible. <laughs> oh. It's just not. Not that particular terrible mechanic, <laughs> you know. I mean, look, man. Yeah, you know, we're not one, one, one note, one note ponies. That's how that goes, right? <laughs> yeah. Eat that horse. <laughs> but uh, so 
this game does something that I don't, I don't want to say it's like a cardinal sin, but like you definitely, as a general rule, you don't, you don't do this, which is if you're not doing anything at the beginning of the game, you will take damage repeatedly. Oh, yes. Yes. If you press start and then put the controller down to eat Cheetos or something, you might immediately die. Correct. And that, that's just kind of a little, a little frustrating to me, especially for a game that has uh, clunky and awful first person <laughs> navigation. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha, I brought it, it back. Um, but, uh, but no, it's still like, so, you know, I was sitting there and I was like, okay, so, you know, game loads up. And I'm like, all right, let me start to kind of press buttons. So I, I pushed up a little bit and I was like, okay, up, back, left, right. All right, that, that that's how movement works. Okay, and jump and square. And oh God, what's happening? And then like, because by the time I had just like kind of gone through what all the buttons do, right? Um, I was taking damage from the frog thing that was hopping towards me. And I think that that leads in very well to, I mean, like, first of all, there is no tutorial, but we'll get to that in a second. But like, is the fact that not only is there no tutorial level, like where basically they, there there's zero gating mechanics, you know, like in the sense that like, you know, you don't like get to a place where they're like, okay, now we're going to make sure that you know this one thing. It's like, here's the world. And if you don't at least know, you know, if you don't know thing one, two, and three, you will never get past this world. And then you may never learn four, five, and six ever. Yeah. And, so, and if you that, are not clever enough to do basic experimentation, you may never learn one, two, and three. Like part part of our yes. angry text conversation was me going, do you know that you can double jump? And you being like, right. nope. Yeah. No. And that, and that's so, so to bring it all back, that is exacerbated by taking damage off the bat because I'm relatively confident I would have had a much, much, much better opportunity to figure out that I could double jump if I didn't start immediately taking damage within the first five seconds of the game because now all of a sudden I'm just swinging for the fences. I'm trying to get away. Yeah. You know? Now you're just pushing buttons randomly because you're dying. Yeah, exactly. So now I'm using whatever whatever tools I was able to glean in that first five to ten seconds, that's all I'm using. You know, especially because, again, because of the visuals, I don't always know where damage is coming from or where all of the bad guys are. You know, like, I'm, I'm sitting there, like, I'm in this constant state of, like, oh, God, I might get hit. So I'm not going to experiment at all because I don't really ever have a safe space to do that experimentation, you know? So, like, if the frogs, instead of slamming into you and dealing you damage, maybe they just, like, nudged you or something, you know, or like they had like the first level, maybe the first level is completely sandboxed out and nothing deals you damage, you know, or maybe you have to like hop your way. Like after you get the first jetpack, it says like, you know, like, oh, you, you stole a jetpack from this area. Now you're playing with live ammo and like the safeties turn off like a million different ways that they could have made it. So we'd be like, experiment all that you want. And now, you know, like we, we know we've gated it. So we know that you have like, you can double jump. You can do this. You can do that. Like if they had put me into a room, right, where there was a platform I could jump onto and then a way, way, way higher platform and I had nothing else to interact with, I'd be like, well, I've got to have a way to get to that. But I spent probably about 15 minutes looking for a way to mechanically get higher until eventually you said, like, you know, you can double jump, right? And I was like, no, I didn't. Now that I do, that's a <laughs> hugely helpful if i very well could have spent at least a half an hour without knowing this very key mechanic which is very very bad gating and i think that it kind of starts with the fact that you take damage in the first 10 seconds well and and i'm thinking about it the level design is i i don't think there's (laughs) really any kind of 
difficulty ramp. So the the first level could just as easily be the 10th level or the 100th level because they don't really get any harder. You, you do have to do slightly more complicated platforming later, but not in a way where there's like increased penalties. It, like if you screw it up, you just fall down and then you just hop back up. And as long as you know that double jumping is a thing, which to get past the first level, like you need to know that. So mm-hmm. as long as you know double jumping is a thing and you know that getting the jet pods and getting to the exit is your objective, which again, like you would have to figure that out to get past the first level at all. You can't really be in a position later where you would ever time out on a level because they don't do anything to say like, oh, well here you have to double jump and then do this crazy wall jump or here you have to double jump like in between these spikes and if you touch them, you die. Or here you have to double jump like while these enemies are murder housing you. Like they don't really ever pull any of those tricks out of the bag. Like the later levels are themed differently they do have like a tiny bit more difficult platforming, but they never really are like, Oh, okay. You've made it to level five. The platforming in level five is going to be bonkers compared to the platforming in level one. Like that was baby hour. This is man hour, (laughs) right? Like they never do that. And one, I don't think that's an accident. I think they don't do that on purpose. And two, uh, it, it creates this weird, like, time is a flat circle where because the first level and the last level are essentially equally difficult, that means the first level doesn't teach you anything. Right. And I mean, that's the thing is that, you know, you can look at games like world one, one and Mario or portal or like all these other games where like, you know, I don't need a, uh, as a, w- w- what's his name? Uh, eager after says like, I don't need a tutorial. that says like, Mega man, Hey, Mega man, you need to do whatever. You know, like I don't need like somebody screaming at me saying like, like press this button to do this. But I definitely think just basically plopping me down in a world that is, and, and also too, you know, while, while we're on it is um, it's kind of antithetical to the aesthetic of like, Hey, it's this zany cartoony fun thing where it's like, you've set me down in a world where I like, basically I'm like, okay, like while I am, I am still crawling out of the egg, somebody <laughs> punches me in the face. That's a hostile world. Yes. You know? So like, so you just plop me down in this hostile world where like, I'm just like, running around looking and i've got a timer up in the upper left hand corner which is ticking down you know so i'm like okay so so clearly you know like there's a time component involved so they add all these things that just completely push you away from experimentation and they in no way gate you in such a way to say like look you you have only really like like one one option you have to jump higher than you've ever jumped before to get to get across here you know like even if it, and I'm sure, you know, I think like you're stranded on the planet or whatever, you know, but if it's like, oh, hey, you know, you're stranded. So, you know, they, they don't give you a double jump at first and you like collect an item and now you can double jump or, you know, like in order to get out of the giant crater that you plopped yourself into, you know, like that's the first world and you learn double jumping that way. I mean, there's a million different solutions to it, but they, they basically kind of, this is an example of what happens when your level design is not incredibly well thought out especially from a from a tutorial standpoint. Um yeah, and I we should say explicitly because um you said tank controls and uh that's a thing that I think uh any of our um younger listeners, people who uh have never thought critically about 
uh, the older games they used to play, people who foolishly went the N64 route instead of the PlayStation route, um, or if they showed up to the PlayStation at like... <laughs> the face you're making at me. <laughs> people, people who showed up to the, the PlayStation at like late in the PlayStation's life or like at the PS2, right? It, any Any of those situations, like if you either entered video games right after this time in history or you just never really thought about it before uh the original playstation shipped with a controller that did not have analog sticks which means a lot of early playstation games expected you to do three-dimensional movement using the d-pad which i have made my peace with right that is just burned into my muscle memory and i don't like it but it's a thing I know how to do, right? Like, I know mm-hmm. how to write in cursive. I hate it. I think it's a giant, terrible way to do anything. But it is a thing that, like, is built into my muscle memory, and I can force myself to do it. Uh, if you're coming back to three-dimensional movement with the D-pad, having not lived through that early in your game's literacy and early in your life, it's like being in hell because nothing behaves the way you would expect. And later they did add analog sticks to the original PlayStation. So you might even find yourself in a position where you are playing this game on a controller that has analog sticks that are not doing anything, mm-hmm. which feels even more like being in hell. Cause you're just like, I, I just want to walk forward. Why is this not making me walk forward? Oh yeah. No, I, 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 I it's, it is really weird to like have your brain mapped in such a way because I ghost reached for the analog stick at least a dozen or so times. You know, like when I needed to like turn, and my brain just said, "Quick, turn to your right and see what's dealing any damage." I was like, "Okay, let me just." No, I need to, I need to use the D pad. You know, it's just it is it is incredibly jarring. Um, yeah. So yeah, so with tank controls up and down make you move forward and backwards. It and then left and right make you move left make you turn left and right they don't make you strafe there is no strafing right you you, can't, know? you can't hold down one of the shoulder buttons to strafe uh and you also can't travel in like an obvious arc so you can't like go forward and to the left right I mean, you kind of can, but you sort of do it in this like, it's not, not like what you would think of if you had analog sticks, right? Right. And because you should, ABJ, um, you have to like stop traveling and orient yourself and then like start traveling again, which again, like I have this baked into my muscle memory, but forcing myself to think about it, I was just like, this is so, so janky. Like this is horrible. Like it's and and even though I can do it successfully, like this game is not hard. It's not designed to be hard. And also, if you are comfortable with tank controls, it's not. It's just not a hard game. But like forcing myself to really think, like how would I feel if I didn't know what I know and I had to jump from this platform to that platform using the tools that have been made available to me. Oh, I would feel like this is friggin' Dark Souls. Like this is it's just <laughs> so so bad. Like it's so so bad. And it it honestly it honestly staggers me going back and playing early PS1 games and just thinking like how the hell did they let this thing out the door without analog sticks? Like did no one raise their hand and say this feels unfinished? 
Like we've added a third dimension and no way to interact with it. I, I think I think they did, but then that person was immediately told to get out, and then they went to Nintendo, which actually had an analog stick when it came out because they recognized as game designers that the hardware would need a way to interact with the software. Yeah, you know, which, which I appreciate, and I would have appreciated even more if they said, you know, what's better than one analog stick, two analog sticks. That is true, but you know, be- better not perfect. It's still better than none. <laughs> that's, that's true, <laughs> or worse, the games that once you had a PlayStation controller that had analog sticks, the early games had no way to reconcile those inputs, so the analog sticks yeah, just yeah, exactly. didn't function. Yeah, they, they they just look at it and they're like, "What?" Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's uh, so and just just you know, I'm like looking at my notes here. Um, I just have this one note that I just. I'll, just so you know, I have this note, which is, what's the point? Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just going to mark that one off the list because we've discussed it now. Um, but no, so let's let's talk about the gold coins. Um, what's the point of the gold coins? I, so, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So uh, I am uh, going oh. to answer your question, but first I have a story. Okay. <laughs> so it's a story of gold coins. <laughs> So I think this may be the first game as of the time of this recording, because these episodes are evergreen and you do not have to listen to them in an order. So if this is your first episode of Nostalgia Goggles, just jump to whatever game looks interesting next. It doesn't matter. Um, yep, exactly. Because, you know, just, and if you if you like one in particular, the best way to get in touch with us is to walk outside of your house and scream as loud as you can and then get arrested. And then we check the police blotters for uh for who got arrested so you know and then if you go back and listen to an an older episode you now know what we are meaning when we say go out of your house and start screaming that's good we should we need to have that like retcon where we re-explain that occasionally so people who are jumping around you know who who are double jumping around always be jumping so always be jumping uh, so, like I said, I played this game as a lad, and I remembered it being pretty easy, and my game's literacy has gone up since then, so I'm better at video games. Eh. Eh. I didn't say a lot. I said it went up. <laughs> <laughs> progressing an inch is still progressing. I am further <laughs> further down the journey of life than I was then. Uh, I, I, I'd, say, I'd, say, I'd say from from then to now, you've got one analog stick. <laughs> touche sir so uh i remember this game being fairly easy so i fully expected like i'm going to beat this game right Mm -hmm. and you know i'm an adult i got kids i got a job i was like i will beat this game before we record the episode but let's see so i looked it up on how long to beat and i was like oh oh the average completion time for this game is like 90 minutes so challenge accepted Right. So knowing what I was getting into, I was like, okay, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to just plow through the game just to see if I can. Right. Right. And then I will go back and think critically about it. But I want to see if plowing through it is even an option. Turns out it was. So (laughs) I died exactly twice. And both times were because I was not paying attention and I walked off a cliff. Um, No, sorry. One time I walked off a cliff. The second time I was like, I can make that jump and I could not make that jump. And so, 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 so t- tangential side story. Um, in Minecraft, when you die, it always tells you like how you died, mm-hmm. right? And one of my favorite things in the world is when you'd be sitting there playing a game and you hear over the comms, I can make that jump. <laughs> and then you see like 
Bry 5000 fell from a great height. Because <laughs> you're like, I don't think you could. Yeah. But anyway, sorry, continue. Yeah, no, and that, that, is, that is exactly what happened because <laughs> the level wanted me to go around and I was like, I can jump twice. And what I needed was three jumps, which tangent <laughs> to my tangent, if you beat this game fast enough, you get a third jump, which is kind of neat. Um, yeah, that's cool. So that's a cool new game plus. Yeah. So uh, every game should have one. Um, mm-hmm. So the reason I say that is because when you rage texted me, what the hell is up with the gold <laughs> coins? I had this moment where I was like, well, you can beat the game without being able to answer that question. So <laughs> points like, I I'm, guess. I mean, you get like a very Sonic the Hedgehog at the end of every level. It like totals up like how much time you had remaining, how much HP you had remaining. So points, I think it's just points. I don't think they actually serve any function. Maybe if you collect enough of them, you get an extra rabbit. But yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't honestly know what they do. I'm speculating based on my fairly sophisticated games literacy, but like, I'm not sure I am speculating. Right. Cause that was the thing is at first, you know, I was like, I was just melting enemies faces and with my lasers and, you know, just getting, getting gold coins for days. And then all of a sudden I was like, I don't, cause what I was expecting and what I thought would be kind of cool. Um, and they didn't do, which would be the like, once every level or three levels or periodically, you know, you can buy things to upgrade your robot, like a third jump or like even just dumb stuff like, you know, like like better armor. So you take less damage. Not that you're ever going to really take enough damage to die anyways, you know, but like just just some some little like leveling up mechanic is what I figured it would be for because you're because it would make sense because, you know, you 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 are a robot. Right. So, you know, you would upgrade and upgrades would cost money. So which brings me to another point which was um the the time limit i don't know why this game has one um because initially what i had what i have here in my notes is they put a time limit on to stop you from grinding so that way you don't just sit there and grind coins out of everything mm. but then when i realized that the coins were pointless i was like okay so but now why the time limit though now the, <laughs> the time limit is there because mario and sonic have a time limit Correct. Like it, it's it, it's just an artifact of well, that's how we've always done it. Like, why do you have a score? It doesn't seem to do anything because that's how we've always done it. Exactly. It's it's the same thing with the score, and honestly, I think the same thing with the coins. Like, you could just destroy enemies and have them drop nothing. Um, but you know, like ah, oh, well, you know, you gotta you gotta collect something. They're worth coins, and and so I think that that's uh, something that we've not gotten entirely away from, but. A lot of the games have started to do in in the current era have started to do more often, which is, you know, not just we have so many tools in the tool belt now, you can't cram them, you can't use them all, mm-hmm. right? So you have to pick which ones you want, which forces you to be deliberate about what you're picking, you know. Um, whereas for this one, like there there were you know a lot of mechanics like like with points, you know, every game every game had a score, you know, like. So this one does too. Well, how do you how do you get a better score? It's like, well, you pick stuff up like coins. You know, like a lot of games had collectibles, coins, rings, whatever it is, right? So I think they just I think you're right. I think they just put it in there because you just you gotta collect something. And because of that, I just feel that the game's a little bit less for it because you know, you end up spending time and energy collecting these coins. And here's the thing is that when you when you blow something up and it drops a whole bunch of coins, the coins don't kind of suction to you, right? You actually have to go collect them, which means that you're not ABJing, right? 
you got to scurry about the ground to yeah. pick up the coins, which means they're incentivizing you to not play the game the best way to play the game. Yeah. No, and and I'm trying to give them a little bit of the benefit of the doubt and don't <laughs> well and to not just assume like everyone yeah, involved no, in fine. this game was like a 3d artist and not actually a game designer because like i said it did start as a tech demo um i do honestly believe that uh, this game is short and this game mm-hmm. is easy but what they may have been going for is a let's pretend this is chess situation where it's like, oh, the game is really simple, but we've given you a few numbers. And if you get better at the game, you can make those numbers bigger numbers, right? You can get a bigger score. You can finish a level faster so that you have more because the you know timer counts down. So you have more time remaining on the clock. And they do actually, and now them saying it out loud, I'm convinced that this is what they did because they actually then bake that into the reward system because you do get if you when okay, so this game does like a ghost and goblins BS. Like when you beat it the first time, they're like, ha, you didn't really defeat me, and they literally just make you play the game again. And it's super mode. And in super mode, I I don't think you get the third jump in super mode, but you... Oh, crap. So there's super mode and hyper mode. In one of them, they cut the amount of time you have to finish the level way down. And in the other one, they give you the extra jump. And I can't remember which is which. But like, they incentivize... They give you statistics you can see in the form of you get an extra jump, you have a timer, and you have a score. And because humans are simple, simple creatures... You want either the biggest number or the lowest number, depending on what the objective is. So I don't think they just shoved those in haphazardly, but I think they shoved them in without thinking we sort of designed a world that wants to be explored and we accidentally disincentivized exploration. Right. And I think that I think that you're correct in that sense. If honestly, from the feel of it and, and again, you know, I, I the view is just great from my glass house over here. You know, I mean, like, like I, I'm not saying I could do any better. I'm just, you know, just gonna crap all over everybody else's innovations. So, um, so yeah, that being said, though, dude, it's, we're we're pundits. That's like that's what yeah. we do. This is what we do. We don't make games. Um, we critique games. <laughs> we don't make games. We tell other people how to make better games. <laughs> Go make them. Uh, but that being said, is it? I feel the the way the game feels is that they added. They they put in coins, a score, a time limit, because just every game had them. And then they said, like, okay, how can we leverage this in you know some positive fashion? And they're like, oh, well, maybe if you beat the game fast enough, then you get this other thing. Or if we want to make the game more difficult, we can like cut down the time limit and you know, like so on and so forth, right? And they may have they may have backwards engineered it, like like you're suggesting. A bit six of one, but then as you as you aptly said, is that they didn't go back and say like, oh well, okay. But if we if we have a time li- timer on there and we make them take damage in the first five seconds and we put a bunch of coins on the ground, they're probably going to be scurrying across the ground like a small scared rabbit, <laughs> not a rabbit. That's the problem. Is they make you play like an actual rabbit, you know? <laughs> and so they made you, you run the around rabbit, the... but they incentivized the rabbit. I know, man. And I was just. I was not ABJ and I, I never I never felt like a robot, you know. I was just I was just rabbiting all over the place. But I mean that's the thing, is that you know, they 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 did these things and then they they didn't see like what type of play it incentivized. And so uh so because of that, you know, and I think that that 
we're lucky in the sense that we kind of have two very different viewpoints because you have the nostalgia goggles like from like looking back on it so you can say like oh yeah well if you play it correctly you know then the the, the game's super fun like look at all this sort of stuff you can do now and i'm the, the the control group of this is the way they're telling me how to play the game you know having especially like with the current our current levels of games literacy you know you look at it that way because like i am also looking at it from like oh okay well if there are a bunch of coins on the ground like i'm gonna scurry around and collect all of the coins you know so i'm actually i think my level of games literacy was almost a hindrance because i was trying to read into what they were trying to get me to do and then do it and that's not what they wanted me to do no it, it was a massive hindrance and and i think this is uh, cause we've called out every segue. This is as good a segue as any, um, into whether or not we feel like this game held up, but I will, uh, before we reveal those secrets, um, here's a quick ad from blue apron <laughs> <laughs> and we need some sponsors, but not like, we do need some not sponsors. like lame sponsors, like cool sponsors. Um, yeah, right. But until we get some, you can support us on our Patreon, which is a way you can actually give us money. Um, but link, link links in the, in the description. Yes, they are. Um, but no, I, I do want to uh, wholeheartedly uh, agree with your point. Um, this is a unique instance of uh, not only did I play this game and you didn't, but because of the particular game that I played and you didn't, we had such monumentally different experiences. Um, because part of me, like, I'll I'll be honest when you were like, dude, I just, I can't, I can't like part of me was just like, this is a baby game for babies. Like, how are you? I think you literally sent me a text saying this is a baby game (laughs) for babies. And then like the more we were talking about it kind of in the pre-show and when we started recording, I was like, no, if I was him, I'd be pissed too. Like, I think this is a really interesting you know kind of experiment we we accidentally backed ourselves into yeah, right uh and so i i will you know I, i'll go first um this game is 100 percent nostalgia goggles required i don't know why <laughs> anybody would play this <laughs> they never played it before unless they were like like oh i've heard that the tough mutter is really painful and horrible and so they go into it like for the experience right like if you said like, oh, I've heard Jumping Flash is an amazing example of horrible tank controls and why first-person platforming is a bad idea, right? Then you might go into it as uh, a highly games literate person or as an adult or whatever. But if you just want to like relive games from your childhood, if you didn't play this one, don't play this one. Mm-hmm. Just watch somebody else play it or watch a speed run. If you want to hear the crazy music and see the acid trip superstar effect, like just, just watch a speed runs like 12 minutes long. Just do that. And then you're good. Like this is more than maybe any game we have touched so far. Nostalgia goggles required. Like you don't go and work on a, a lathe without safety goggles. You do not play jumping flash without nostalgia goggles. <laughs> Nice. And yes, no, I agree wholeheartedly um, from my own personal experience as well. Uh, who would I recommend this game to? I would, I would honestly, I, I enjoyed it from the sense of like seeing something, you know, from this era where you can just see kind of like all of the, like, I don't want to crap on a too bad, but like 
how deep the mistakes can go like <laughs> in a rabbit hole you know and and again they're not a, like mistakes in a, like in a rabbit hole there it is there it is um but no it's, it's not that i feel like it, it, i don't think that they were like mistakes born out of basically incompetence because you know i think that it's just like literally they they nintendo everybody was like like foraging in this brand new three-dimensional world and it's just kind of like so you know when you go back and you look at Le- legend of zelda ocarina of time with all of its waiting waiting <laughs> you know like 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 you can say like oh dude that was terrible but then you can go back and like play jumping flash and be like well i mean you know waiting probably wasn't that bad huh you know <laughs> like I'll, i can i can switch off on and off those iron boots a couple of extra times like that's that's probably not the world ending huh but uh but yeah, no, I definitely think nostalgia goggles required because I mean, I know, and because that's the thing is that like basically like one of the key differences is that you're supposed to ABJ always be jumping. And I know I should have always been jumping, but honestly, my interest in this was gone in a flash. The curtain falls, the music plays, the credits roll, then it all fades to black and you're left by yourself. The fanfare is gone There's no player two There by your side to share victories won But as you slowly progress Down the hall to your bed A few great events Leak back into your head From the time that you spent Traversing the land Battling evil, fighting the darkness, just sword in hand. Your memories creeping with the edge of a smile. You realize again what you've lost for a while. You gotta think back much less on how you saved the day. the rock. 